Hey again, everyone. Welcome to the Under the Lights podcast. Uh, I'm Kyle Parmley, the sports media, the sports editor at Starnes Media, joined by Gary Lloyd. Gary, we've got five weeks of high school football in the books. Some of these teams are already halfway through the regular season. It is flying by, man. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is flying by, and it was uh, it, it was cool the other night to have a September night where it was actually a bit of chill in the air. So it was nice not to. Uh, just sweat through everything for a change at one of these games. Yeah, and as soon as you say that, we'll probably be back in the 90s before you know it. We will be. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, let's get right into it. I uh, got a heavy slate of games last week to dive into. Let's start with the one that I was at. I have Waldrop Stadium on Friday night. Homewood takes down Benjamin Russell 31-24 in a big region matchup. Um, what a game. Ben Russell starts out. 10 nothing in the first quarter. Homewood scores 24 unanswered in the second quarter. Ben Russell comes out of the halftime a little more, you know, energized and plays better. But then uh, Homewood ends up taking it at the end. Just a, a really greedy performance for Homewood. They really, Ben Bergeson, the head coach, called it weathering the storm. He said that multiple times, and that's what Homewood did on Friday night to get to 3-0 and in the region, and they're they're really in the driver's seat there. Yeah, I mean, they're in the catbird seat now. And, you know, like kind of my, you know, I haven't seen them yet. I'll get an opportunity soon. But, you know, it seems like for me, at least the word for them is respond, you know, in these consecutive weeks where, uh, you know, where they have to kind of rally against, uh, was it Helena? And then, you know, a defensive kind of game. And then, you know, it's 48-38 against Calera. And then a close game like this somewhere in the middle. They're just they're just responding week after week, whether it be defense, whether it be big plays on offense, and uh, they just continue to look like a scary team. Yeah, that was a really impressive game. I talked to Bergeson after the game and was like, man, it looks a lot better than uh, when I saw you play Vestavia a few weeks ago. And yeah. uh, they really they really have uh, turned, turned it the other direction quickly and are playing really well. Um, but, hey, let's go to the game you were at. Uh, kind of the, uh, the opposite, just a defensive slugfest between Hoover and Hewitt Trustful. Hoover takes it seventeen to seven, and that was a that was a really a really key game in, in Region Three. Yeah, and I mean Hoover, that defense is just just otherworldly. It seems like they were flying to the ball. Uh, they just look bigger, faster, stronger than Hewitt. And you know, head coach Josh Floyd, uh, Hewitt Trustful coach Josh Floyd, after the game, he kind of said that. You know, we just weren't as physical, and it was apparent. And uh, that Hoover defense, they just they were just unbelievable. There's there's not much else to say about it. Held Hewitt Trustful to 215 total yards. Um, and then, you know, Hewitt Trustful trying to do, you know, hurry up and, you know, the Husky fast thing. And, you know, it seemed like in the first half they, to me at least, it seemed like they were trying to go a little bit quicker than normal, still pretty fast. But when you're not getting first downs, when you're going three and out, when you can't sustain a drive, and then Hoover is running 10 and 12 play drives to score or to – you know, just wear it down that Hewitt defense. I think that Hewitt defense was just incredibly tired, uh, probably pretty on, early on in that game. So just a, a really tough home loss for the Huskies, but a really big win for Hoover. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm most impressed by Hoover's defense. I saw them uh, two weeks ago, and, and they that defense is the part, man. They, uh, they're they going to carry that team if the Bucks are going to, you know, have some big things happen. As we go the rest of the way, uh, let's hit some other Region 3 games real quick. Vestavia Hills takes down Spain Park 36 to 7. Slow start to that game. It was 9 nothing at the half. And then the Rebels poured on big third quarter. Uh, they really they ran the ball all night long on that Spain Park defense. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a really convincing win. You know, Spain Park's been in some games, and they haven't quite had that happen to them where, you know, that third quarter, Vestavia just took over, and they didn't have to have a prolific passing game. They did it defense. They did it running the ball. And, uh, you know, they're really keeping their, uh, their playoff hopes alive, and everything that they want is still in front of them. So big win for the Rebels. Yeah, absolutely. They, they needed that, and they got it. Uh, another Region 3 game, Thompson takes down Chelsea. 48 to three, uh, Chelsea hung in there for the first half. And then the floodgates kind of opened up after that. Um, you know, not much out of the, I mean, you kind of expected that Thompson is, is rounding into form as one of the best teams in seven, a. Yeah. I mean, it just, just overmatched, you know, Chelsea started somewhat strong, but you know, Thompson flexed its muscle and, uh, yeah, there's not much else to say about a 48 to three game other than newsflash Hoover and Thompson seem like the best teams in the region. Shocker. Yep, and they uh, are on a collision course for a few weeks down the road as we wind down uh, the region slate. Uh, one more, Tuscaloosa County with a wild 34-31 win over Oak Mountain. Just a crushing defeat for Oak Mountain. They led the whole game, and T County rallies with two touchdowns late, including one on the final play of the game to win it. Um, yeah, that just – that hurts. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking, especially because, you know, like we've talked about Oak Mountain's offense and some of the struggles there, especially through the air. And it seemed like there was a lot of improvement there. I mean, they put up 31 points. Trey Vassell, you know, again, running the ball for, for uh, 164 yards. But Will Odell, 8 of 13, 124 yards through the air, two touchdowns. That's improvement. And yeah. they were right there. And to, to lose that way, uh, now it's just as steep as a battle as it can be to to you know try for that fourth playoff spot. That's going to be almost impossible. Yeah, I was really impressed with how Oak Mountain responded though after a, a rough few weeks. Uh, tough loss for them. Uh, we'll step out of Region Three now. Let's take a look at some six A games. Mountain Brook takes on Jackson Owen on Thursday night. They win that game forty eight nothing. It's that defense's first shit out of the year. They ran for a million yards. Just a really matter of fact. And uh, 400 program win for them is that's that's the stat you dug up, right? Yeah, I mean it's not hard to dig up when you've got those those guys at the Alabama High School Football Historical Society providing everything. But yeah, I mean a big win. You know, crazy that it took this long to get their first shutout. You know, like I mean that's crazy how we talk about Mountain Brook and how good that defense is. I mean, I think they held uh, J.O. to under 40 yards total for the game. Yeah. Just insane. And that team just remains as consistent as the sunrise. They're just doing it in all phases. Yeah, absolutely. Spartans look good. Uh, taking on a 5A game now. Carver Birmingham takes down John Carroll 20-14. to 14. This game was back and forth in the first half. Both defenses were strong in the second half. Carver gets that late touchdown to ultimately win the game. So, tough loss for John Carroll. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a game that they had to have, you know, the, the way that the re, the region schedule shapes up the rest of the way for John Carroll. And, you know, now, I mean, that, that's an uphill battle to uh, to get one of those top four spots. So a really tough loss. Uh, they fought, fought in the second half. Points were hard to come by. Just uh, a really difficult loss there for John Carroll. Yeah, absolutely. Taking a look at uh, 6A Region 6 and our couple of teams there. Pinson Valley takes down Oxford 44-20. to 20. I didn't know what happened in this game because it took so long. It took like three and a half hours, but apparently it's because there were just a ton of penalties in the ball game. but a really good win for Pinson. This Oxford team has, has shown that it's capable. Um, so Pinson, you know, scores a lot of points, and uh, they get away with a good region win. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said this last week was, you know, how does Pinson respond after that 14 to 12 loss at home to Clay, you know, in kind of a rivalry game. And, you know, at the time, you know, Coach Lee Guest told me after that game, you know, I was he was proud of his guys for not getting caught up in the emotion of that game. Uh, against Clay. And, you know, I mean, to a certain degree, you wonder sometimes if there's some coach speak and that kind of deal. Well, that was not coach speak. They did not get caught up in the emotion because I think that win at Oxford says more about Pinson Valley than the fight against Clay. To bounce back, go on the road, and beat a good, improving Oxford team by 24 points despite both teams and all the penalties, that's a massive win. And I, I think Pinson – as, as sneaky as a team that's won multiple state championships in recent memory can be, you know, a lot of focus goes to Clay Chaltville. Uh, a lot of focus goes to Mountain Brook, you know, especially in 6A in the Birmingham area. But Pinson Valley seems like a really sneaky team right now. Yeah, good win for them on Friday. Another one, Clay Chaltville takes down center point 56-19. to 19. Uh, Slow start for Clay for that game. Center point had a great game plan, came out and played well. Uh, but the quarterback goes down with an injury shortly before the half, and Clay surges with big plays as they're prone to hit, and uh, they get away. They get away to go five and up. They're back. I mean, just you know, w- one week where you know the 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 mental state maybe seemed a little off. You know, making some mistakes that they don't normally make, throwing some throws they don't normally throw, and you know, center point they come in four and zero as well, and you know they they were beating teams down, uh, but Clay just you know they turned it back on, and we'll see if they keep it turned back on. Another yeah, good sure. win. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so that's that uh, for the week, nine games. Gary, give me a big takeaway you had from uh, what you saw. Huh, from what I saw, my big takeaway is that Hoover defense. My gosh, they uh, – I mean, they, they hit you hard. They cover you insanely well. They don't allow anything over the middle, and they wrap up. You know, if, if somebody does happen to get loose, you know, Hewitt had one big drive where they went fast, and they – I mean, they ran it right down the field uh, – I think maybe seven plays, all rushes, and went straight to the end zone. Uh, after that, it, it was just locked down, and they couldn't get free. And that defense just looks – I mean, some of those guys are so big and so fast, you, you wonder if you're watching a high school defense. So my takeaway is just how good that Hoover defense was and uh, really interested to see how they play against some of these other teams uh, as we head down the back half of the schedule. Yeah, that's a good one. That that Hoover defense is is looking stout. Uh, if I had to give you one, I'd say I'd say that being battle tested really does matter. Like we saw it with Homewood the other night. Um, they were definitely a more comfortable team in that game against Benjamin Russell of being in a tight four quarter ball game. Ben Russell start off three and zero, looks good. They even started off well in that game, but when it got down to crunch time, Homewood's a team that against Helena, close game against Collier, close game. And then one more this this past weekend against Ben Russell, they just they were comfortable in that in that setting. And when Ben Russell tied the game up early in the fourth quarter, no panic from Homewood. They just settled in, kept grinding, scored that go ahead touchdown, and put the game away. So uh, keep an eye on that down the stretch. Like you get a lot of teams that have great records, but they haven't really had to earn it yet in the late stretches of a game. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but that yeah, that's what I that's what I kind of saw from uh, week four, the fifth week of all games. Um, and you know what that means? It's now time to uh, get some Player of the Week nominees. Um, 
let's I've got four of them. I'm going to roll them off to you in their stats and you can uh, go vote for who you think should be the player of the week on my Twitter page at Kyle Parmley. Once you watch this podcast, uh, first off, let's go to Homewood, the game I was at, wide receiver Jackson Paris. Um, he only caught three passes, 159 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the, I mean, just the connection that he and quarterback Woods Ray has, has, it's unbelievable. I mean, the first one, Paris has got two defenders draped on him, and the ball, Woods does a perfect pass, drops into his arms, he takes off. The second one's a 95-yard bolt down the sideline. So, great I mean, game from Jackson. I mean, 53 um, yards per reception is not bad. Yeah, no, not bad at all. I'd, I'd take that any any day of the week. Um, another one, and he's been he's been our player of the week before. Oak Mountain running back Trey Vassell, 30 carries, 164 yards, even though the Eagles take that tough loss. Uh, he had a great ball game. Another running back for you, Vestavia Hills, William Tonsmere, uh, 14 mm-hmm. carries, but he goes over 100 yards, 108 yards, and a touchdown in that Vestavia Hills win. Uh, we talked about how that ground attack really paved the way. And then the last player of the slot, let's just give it – the pole Mountain Brook defense. I mean, you mentioned it. Thirty-eight total yards, and I think like almost half of them came on one play late in the game. Uh, just, I mean, just a silly good performance. Uh, the Spartans defense. They'll uh, they'll be there to vote for as well. So, all of that being said, Gary, let's go ahead and look ahead. Uh, this is yeah. technically Week Five. It'll be the sixth game for some of these teams. Um, no region games this week, so you either take a bye or you play a non-region foe. So. Let's get right into it. Uh, we've got a Thursday game. Hewitt Trustful visiting Huffman. Uh, these two teams have a long history with one another. Uh, I'll be there on the sidelines Thursday night as uh, the Huskies offense looks to get back on track against a winless Vikings team. Yeah, I mean, we had this game a couple of years ago where uh, it was Hewitt at Huffman, and we wondered, seeing you know some of the reports from that game, we were like, that can't be right. right. But Hewitt went in and won three to nothing. It was like a right. – it was like a soccer game or a really good pitcher's duel in baseball. I don't expect that this year. I mean, Hewitt's coming off a tough, uh, a, a tough offensive showing against maybe the best defense in the state. Huffman, 0-5, they're only averaging 12 points a game. Uh, I'd expect Hewitt to go in there with, with a kind of a reset mindset and, uh, you know, really work some things out. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, looking ahead to the Friday games, uh, Hoover is visiting Mountain Brook. These two teams were region foes in 7A forever, but this is going to be a chance for Mountain Brook to really prove what it's got. Uh, This is going to be an uptick in competition for them on both sides of the ball. And Hoover, it's going to be a chance to to show the continued progress they've made, especially on offense. I think this would be a good game. I mean, speaking of three to nothing games – could could this be one? I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you look. Hoover's allowing eleven points per game so far. Mountain Brook's allowing nine point six. It it. I mean, who knows with the different classifications and different matchups and all that. Every game has its own identity. But it does feel like a first one to twenty wins kind of situation. So you know, you don't. These are the games that you know you want to work on some things. You don't want to get any guys hurt because it. You know, in the grand scheme of the playoffs, it doesn't technically matter. But it is a fun – it's a fun helmet game. It's a fun matchup. And uh, really looking forward to seeing how both of those teams kind of approach each other in that game. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, let's take a look at a couple of uh, Shelby County rivalry games that aren't region games anymore. Uh, Briarwood making a visit to Oak Mountain uh, to play the Eagles. This is a good chance for both teams to kind of, you know, get off the mat and, and rebound. Briarwood had that tough loss 
a couple weeks ago before taking an off week last week. And uh, Oak Mountain's lost three straight in the region. So a good opportunity for one of these teams to really bounce back. Does Briarwood even have to hit the gas pedal to get to Herdmont? <laughs> Do they just do they just coast down one nineteen? Uh, I don't know. You know, like you said, it, it, it's fun. They haven't played in when, when was the last time they played? Twenty fifteen, something like that. Yeah. But the the cool part that I thought, you know, none of these guys were obviously on the team in twenty fifteen. Sure. But these teams have played four times. They've split, and I was looking uh, in those games total. Oak Mountain has scored ninety points in those four games. Briarwood has scored eighty eight. You can't quite get much closer than that. You can only get two points closer than that. So maybe maybe it'll be a good, fun rivalry, proximity kind of game. Both teams kind of kind of searching a little bit. You know, Briarwood was off last week. It'll be interesting to see how they, you know, the things they worked on in, in their off week. And then Oak Mountain just, you know, just, just trying to respond back and see what they put out there. So an intriguing game in the non-region. Yeah. Another Shelby County win, Chelsea hosting Pelham. Uh, these teams have been region foes throughout the years. They played each other a lot. Um, Pelham's a team that has really come on well the last few weeks. Uh, we mentioned their win over Briarwood a couple weeks ago. So this could be a good challenge for Chelsea, and maybe the Hornets can can kind of rebound and, and get some get some good feelings about what's going on in Todd Cassidy's first year there. Yeah, I think it, I think this looks like a, a really good competitive game. You know, both have played. Uh, Let's see, both have played low-scoring games against Oak Mountain. You know, Chelsea won and Pelham lost. But uh, I think we've got a, a really competitive game here in the non-region, a chance for both teams, like like we've said, how non-region games work, a chance to work on some things, maybe get some guys some experience and, you know, really, uh, really, really propel forward into the back half of these region schedules that are so tough. Yeah, for sure. Uh, game you're going to be at, Pinson Valley making a visit to Homewood, uh, two teams that we've seen a little bit the last few weeks and are really impressed with. So I think you might have a pretty strong game out there. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I mean, it, like, you know, we talk about the non-region weeks being kind of like down weeks in a way, just because they don't matter toward the playoffs, but man, we've got some good games. And, you know, this is another of those series somewhat like Briarwood Oak Mountain, not a rivalry, but you know, they've played six times and it's been three to three. And I was looking – the crazy part about this is Pinson in these games – you know I like looking up stats. So Pinson in these games averages 22.5 points. Homewood averages 17.5 points. So you think probably pretty close games. However, none have really been close. Pinson's right. three wins are by an average of 30 points a game. Homewood's three wins are by an average of 20 points per game. I have no idea what to expect, which is kind of what I like going into a game – Zero clue. I'm just there for the ride. And uh, I, I think regardless of who wins, I think we're going to end up with a really fun game, uh, really fun playoff atmosphere kind of thing at Waldrop. So really fun game to look forward to. Yeah, I hope it's that compelling. And then last but not least, uh, defending state champions face off. Clay Chauble, 6A, Thompson, 7A are going to face off at Warrior Stadium on Friday night. Uh, this is one of those games that like, you know, we've talked about it doesn't matter for the playoffs, but it's a it's a great opportunity if Clay Chaltwell were to really go all out for this game and say, hey, we want to show that we can compete with Thompson. Then if they decide that, it could be a great game. If Clay Chaltwell is like, look, let's just take the bigger picture into account. We've got a lot left to play for. Then it may not be as compelling of a game. So I'd really like to know which way this one's going to go because – 
it could be a great game and it could very easily not be a great game. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I, I don't know what those decisions are like in coaching rooms. You know, you don't want to get anybody hurt in any game, but especially a non-region game. But, you know, this is a game that <clears throat> that I think a lot of people have wanted to see for three, four years, you know, because these teams have just continued to reload. Uh, you know, I, I wonder how many college logos we're going to see on those super narrow sidelines at, at Thompson Stadium. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, it, it's like can uh, – you know, can those Cougar wide receivers get separation against those long Thompson defensive backs? Can, you know, the clay offensive line hold up, you know, conversely? Some of the same questions both sides. A lot of questions, a really fun matchup. You know, that that game's going to get a ton of eyeballs. Um, but, yeah, like you said, in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. But I think it's going to matter to these players. You know, I think maybe even if you have – you know, Mark Freeman for Thompson, Drew Gilmer for Clay saying, all right, hey, we're going to pull you at this point in the game. I, I think you might see some players be like, no, nah, I want to compete, you know, and you love that about guys. But we'll see how it turns out. But regardless of how the game turns out, it's going to be a lot of fun in Alabaster. Absolutely. Well, Friday night, or in my case, Thursday night, we'll be here really quick, um, just a few days. And uh, yeah, so that's what we got for this uh, episode of the Under the Lights podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, you know, all the things that, that you can do these days. Um, don't forget to go vote for the player of the week on my Twitter page at Kyle Parmley. Also, be sure to follow Gary at Gary A. Lloyd because he likes to dig up all kinds of great fun stats that uh, just really give you a picture into the game, even though a lot of times I'm like, what does this mean? They're just fun. Hey, most of them mean nothing, but, you know, I, I like to find stuff. And, you know, like the Mountain Brooklyn, I'm sure people within Mountain Brooks program were aware, but it was almost like a subtle reminder. Same thing for Auburn. Keith Etheridge tweeted at me when they got their 600th win the other night. I was like, hey, if they win, it's number 600. And Keith said, oh, wow, that's awesome. And then yeah. both of them, you know, use their graphics guys to make super cool graphics that I could never make. So, as usual, I'm just happy to be the messenger. Right. Well, We'll have uh, plenty of other fun stats to come along as the season progresses. And, yeah, that's all we got for this one. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.